Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. What kind of dog do you guys have? We have a sheep a doodle. You have a sheep a doodle. And this uh, this really sweet lady, she walks up and she goes, "Oh my god, what kind of dog is he?" And I was like, "He's a sheep a doodle." And she goes, oh, "I had no idea you could breed sheep's and dogs." And I went, I said, "Hmm." What is up, guys? Chris Rudiger, your host here on the 615 House Podcast. I'm so pumped because this podcast interviews rising artists and creators in the Nashville music scene. Today, we have an awesome guest, a friend of mine who I first saw online because she is genuinely one of the funniest people I have ever stumbled upon on social media. Then I come to find out that she's a comedian and actually working on some music herself. Uh, she's known for a bunch of amazing prank calls and personality skits, but I'm so excited to talk to her because she's also putting out music now and potentially going on a comedy tour. Uh, please welcome in the hot seat to the Six from Five House podcast, the one and only Miss Danae Hayes. Damn, Chris, what an intro, Look man. Look at that. I rehearsed like 10 times in the mirror before you that came. That was good. You know? I'm going to put you in my back pocket and just carry around for self-esteem. There you go. Yeah. Right. It, t- it only took me like 10 tries to get that good, but <laughs> here we are. Um, it's awesome seeing you. The last time we were kicking it in LA, hanging out with Tim McGraw, doing our thing. Um, what have you been up to this summer? God, What's going on? Been uh, been on the lake a lot. Yeah. Been, uh, been cruising on a boat. Finally uh, finally got my first boat. And uh, I that's all I think about. Like we're going back. We just got back yesterday and we're going back in three days. And I'm just obsessed with it. Like I am a 
lake lifer. You are, are you a lake life over beach life? Oh, hell yeah. Wow. Whenever I uh, see people at the beach, like I have absolutely no envy. It's the sand. I, I just, I don't want sand in my bathing suit. Yeah. I, I don't want to be in the salty water. Just give me a boat on a lake. Then you got to do like the shower thing where you got to shake it all out and your feet are like still dirty hours later. Exactly. It, yeah. I, uh, I totally hear you. So you've been, you've been on the lake hanging out. Yeah. Um, and you've been working on a little bit of music, which I can't wait to talk about because I'm so excited that you have made this uh, just amazing, um, you know, career development from going from, you know, personality, comedian online um, and expanding into music. So I can't wait to talk about this, but I honestly want to know firsthand, how did you get into social media in the first place? Oh, my gosh. Well, I think uh, like a lot of creators, it happened during the pandemic. But um, I've, I've always I've always loved making funny videos, like even before social media was around. My dad bought uh, my first camcorder <laughs> <laughs> when camcorders were. A yeah. Thing. Yeah. Where you slipped your hand through and you're, you know, looking through the little peephole. But um, back with the dinosaurs, literally. But he bought me one of those when I was like 10 years old. And one of my favorite things to do was make at home videos. And I would have to play all the characters because I didn't have any friends that would want to do it. They, I think they honestly thought I was like super weird. So I was playing all these characters in these at-home videos. And then I had this editing software that my dad had got me like a year later. And uh, I'd figured out how to do all that. And I was playing one character that was talking to myself, that was talking to a third character. And then on the weekends, I would burn it onto a DVD and then I would make my parents watch it on like Saturday nights. Yeah. Because uh, I loved Saturday Night Live. So I was like essentially creating my own Saturday Night Live. And then social media came around and I was on Instagram, but I never really showed my personality. I just used it to kind of promote my business. And then the pandemic hit. And uh, I, uh, I did a prank phone call to, uh, to a Dairy Queen. And was that the first prank was, phone call? Yeah, that was the first one. I, I prank phone called a Dairy Queen and asked them, she answered the phone and she was like, hello. And I was like, yes, my, um, my husband and I, we're wanting to buy some of that chocolate ice cream, that, uh, that chocolate syrup y'all got. And she was like, well, I don't think we sell that. And I was like, well, I'm going to come down there with a casserole dish and y'all just empty it in that casserole dish. And uh, I said, I, I want my husband to throw that on me and we're going to have a good diet. Well, <laughs> it went mega viral. Like, I think I woke up the next day and at that point it already had like, I don't know, 5 million views. And then the next day it was at 10 and the next day it was like like at 20, 20 million. Your phone must have just been nonstop it vibrating. It was stupid. And then <laughs> the next day uh, I was like, well, shit, I'm going to... I want a video and, and post another one. So I prank phone called a taxidermist in Alabama and uh, asked him if he would stuff my my dog, my, my you dog. Had, you asked him if, he'd, if, if he would stuff if your dog. If he would dog. stuff my dead dog. You know what? I have seen this video. Yep. I think that was the first one that I stumbled upon. And I just remember the, the brilliance of it was your voice and your character, but also just the reaction of this guy. Oh. So confused. You're just waiting. Like, I don't know what I would do in that moment Dude, either. Was, you know, he was in it. Like, yeah. and, I, and a part of me felt really bad. Cause like it was the pandemic. People were hurting for money. People, you know, they were out of a job, but at the same time, to my advantage, everybody was at home watching TikToks. Mm -hmm. So it was like this perfect storm where everybody was at home watching. I happened to post a prank phone call, which at the time I had never seen a prank phone call on TikTok. And it was just the subject matter was too freaking funny. The guy was like, yeah, bring him down here. And I was like, well, he's in a date phrase. 
I guess I just need to thaw him out and I'll, I'll bring him down there. And he was like, yeah, ma'am, you've done everything you can do right. And That's I was the like, best part. He's so normal. I was like, dude, this is way too normal for this guy. So I end up posting his name and his number in the comment section and he messages me and said that he's already made thousands of dollars of book requests for taxidermy. And I was like, you know what? That makes me feel good. I felt bad because I, I was pranking, you know, pranking the guy. And then it ended up making the right. guy some money. So you're like, hey, man, sorry I pranked you. And that whole video went viral, but also not sorry because I just gave you $10,000 worth of business. Right. So, yeah. And the next that. day, I think I woke up with like uh, 275,000 followers. And then it just kept climbing and, and climbing kept climbing. And, climbing. and So, do you, when you, you how did you get the idea to prank call people? first like was this based off of were you doing this as a child growing yes. up you were one of them right yeah i was one of you those. were prank calling people i was my dad had uh there was this comedian from uh well he's not a comedian he was a radio show host from oklahoma and his name was roy d mercer and uh roy d mercer would video uh audio record prank phone calls and they were hilarious and my dad had every single cassette and we would on the way to and from softball practice that's all he would play and uh, just growing up, I I just like fell in love with that humor, that candid, like completely off the cuff humor. And so as a kid, I would do prank phone calls and I would do it at like my parents' parties or my parents' get togethers. And it was always so fun as a kid to see the adults laugh at me. It, it made me, I was like, damn, if I can make the adults laugh. So it just like itched that 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 itch. And, uh, and then when the pandemic hit, I hadn't made a prank phone call it seemed like in forever. And I was like, well, shit, I'm going to do one and just post it. And I did. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was known for at the beginning, but I've gotten away from uh, the prank phone calls. I mean, I did one for Luke Bryan a while ago, but I saw that. That was unbelievable. It was, it was honestly, it was really, it was really funny, but uh, now it's more sketch comedy, a lot of characters involved. Um, just yeah. because I think prank phone calling it needs to come in waves. Like you can't just do it like every day. People get tired of it. Sure. So, uh, well, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing that I was particularly drawn to you, um, on social media before we met was I could see that you were prank phone calls was a passion of yours. And it was something that you were able to lift your platform on. But I see you as such a well-rounded comedian. You have you know, several different voices and skit writing that you're doing, which I know takes a lot of time and also creativity. So did you grow up um, following certain comedians? Like wh where did you draw sort of your inspiration from? I always joke. I grew up in like the whitest town possible, but all of my like comics, favorite comics are all black. Like <laughs> I love black humor. I love black culture i just am obsessed with black comics like dave chappelle cat williams i love dave oh they're like martin lawrence like i just eddie murphy like some of the funniest people wanda sykes some of the funniest people i know they're all black and it's just like i i don't know as a kid i just gravitated uh towards towards those particular comedians and um I don't know that that those are like those are like my top five. I yeah. I think I think um, Saturday Night Live was also a huge inspiration for the sketch comedy. Yeah. Um, whereas the other comics I just mentioned, they were a lot of stand up. But uh, yes, Saturday Night Live was a lot of the sketches where I started to have character development and and want to like really craft some of these characters and 
it sounds weird. It sounds like I'm just looking at people and trying to like crack the code to them. But I love following people's mannerisms and the way that they sit, the way that they talk, the way that they react to things. Mm -hmm. And then I'm able to like craft a character out of those quote unquote stereotypes. Like I have a character online, she's an HOA president and people from all over the world gravitate to her, like towards her because they all, they all know that person. And it's, uh, it's like mannerisms that are derived from different people, not just necessarily one person. And then I just kind of like morph them into, but I, I think that that's what a lot of, I don't think that's special towards me. I think that's what a lot, a lot of, of actors and actresses and comedians do. Yeah. I was going to ask when you're writing these uh, sketch comedies, are you drawing these characters from personal experiences and interaction or are some of them fictional? I think, I think a little both. I would say 80% from what I've seen in real life. I think it all has to start with the truth. And then from there you can kind of like just completely just go off the rails. Right. But like, um, the character that I think I'm most known for her name, is Sharon Jean and Sharon Jean is based off of a relative of mine. Can you do the Sharon Jean voice for me? Yeah, so Sharon, uh, she's like, by God, I am so fucking tired <laughs> of having to always clean up after your fucking shit, Terrence. Like, get in there and clean your damn room and while you're in there, wash your ass. You know, so it's just like, <laughs> yeah. she stemmed off of this... Uh, this relative that I have, but then also you just kind of like pile shit on top of her that you've picked up from other people. That's the art of embellishment, right? Amen, you can, brother. You can draw from from personal life and then, of course, have, have fun with it. Yeah. That's amazing. How many uh, sketch, when you're writing sketch comedies, because I've never done this before, yeah. What's is the process like something that happens over many months of, you know, kind of like character development and like sporadic thoughts or are you like sitting down and saying hey it's a monday afternoon i'm gonna spend six hours and write this segment i think for like tiktok videos it's very spur of the moment mm -hmm. um for my comedy show it's going to be a lot of crafting like you just said sitting down and spending hours figuring out which story is going to make most sense for the show but a lot of these characters are so sporadic um, Sharon Jean was developed from the first prank phone call that I made. I just love that voice. Mm -hmm. And so I prank phone called the person in that voice. And then from there, by the second prank phone call, she had had, she has a name. Now she's Sharon Jean. And then from there, you just kind of figure out what she's going to talk like, who her husband's going to be like, is she going to be quick to be annoyed? Is she going to be, um, super woke or is she going to be super conservative or is she not going to give a fuck, you know? And then other people, like other characters, like they happen, but then it, you just figure out the character in like a second, you know, because it's just so stereotypical. Right. Uh, but when it comes to crafting the show, it's it's less about, I feel like character development and more about what fake uh, situations are we going to find these characters in to make it the funniest. If that makes sense. So it's more about crafting the scenario rather than the character. Because the character's are already crafted at that point. Yeah, I was going to say, you you first create the character, but then it's a matter of putting them in the right scene and, right. and figuring out the storyline. And that's the true, the part that I love about it is it is storytelling and, you know, even in a fictional or comedic sense. Right. But it's it's a different uh, different sort of creativity than, uh, I don't know, some of us as songwriters or artists are, are used to, which I love. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um... I had uh, I had a question for you because I was talking to some friends earlier this week, and they're like, "Hey, we've, Danae Hayes, we've seen her. We know she's got a ton of great voices." How many characters or personalities do you think you have on lock? Oh God, um, I feel like right. I mean, right now there's like four big characters on that I constantly am rotating through. Mm-hmm. But like the other day, and I haven't told you this, but the other day I uh, got to audition for Saturday Night Live. It was really it was, you auditioned for Saturday Night Live. A, it was a self tape, so it starts with a self tape. You have to, you know, you can't just go online and fill it out. Otherwise, I would have done that ten years ago. But I signed with my agency, and they got me uh, a self tape audition. So I self taped, and I I noticed that a lot of my characters were all Southern, mm-hmm. and I just really wanted to like diversify. So I was like, man, I really need to find like uh, a Jawsy accent to kind of like throw in there. There you go. You know, and uh, so I, you know, I did like a Jawsy accent where she was visiting um, Nashville and she was so annoyed because this girl comes up to her and she was like, are you from New York? And I was like, fuck you. I'm from New Jersey. Where the fuck are you from? So it's just like, I, I don't know. I can hear, 
I can hear something online yeah. and then I can work that, that impression. And then once you kind of get the impression with the voice down, then you start to have to figure out how do those people dress? How do those people walk through life? You got to you know? learn about their culture. That was really good though. Oh, I'm, thank you. I'm not from New Jersey. I'm from uh, the Northeast Boston, but. I have friends from New Jersey that talk like that. And that was really good. <laughs> it's funny because like yeah. New Jersey people say that it's Staten Island. They're like, no, that's Staten Island. Yeah, it's Staten Island. Yeah. So, but no, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I could come up with some more, but uh, right now I'd say like four big ones that, yeah. that I'm, are constantly rotating through my social media. That's amazing. And I've noticed um, over the past couple months, you have, you've taken this, um, social platform that you now have have generated it's a really loyal fun loving great platform and you've started to dabble a little bit in the music scene um of course you had road hard come out which when i (laughs) uh, first saw this song i i remember i was i was doing one of those things where i was sitting in like in a and somewhat important business, you know, calling them on Zoom or whatever. And I'm like scrolling through TikTok, not really paying attention. And I remember coming across this video and listening to you sing the lyrics You're of this like, song. What the hell? And I was I I was dying of laughter and to the point where someone on the Zoom was like, Chris, are you are you there? Are you okay? <laughs> um, how did it like how did it start for you to think about combining the your comedic creativity and, and energy with music? I I think God, I, I I honestly credit a lot of it moving to Nashville because if I was still living out, I'm from Birmingham, but I had moved here from Austin, Texas. But I feel like if I was still living out in Austin, Texas, and I wasn't close proximity wise to music, which Austin, I know is there's a lot of music there, but it's not the same as Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once I moved here and I just started making friends with people in the music industry, I just got this bug of like, how can I find another avenue for comedy to live? Because mm-hmm. as a creative person, you know how it is. Like you're always wanting to elevate. You're always wanting to try something new. So I grew up listening to country music. I love country music. Um, and I just, I've, I was like, well, I've never sang a day in my life. Don't know how to sing. Never tried to sing. But I love trying new things. And I was like, if I follow my ass, I can at least have the crutch of it's comedy. I'm not trying to be Miranda Lambert. I'm not trying to be the next, you know, Ashley Cook. I'm I'm literally just trying to integrate music and comedy. And it has been so much fun. Like, oh, my God. Like, the songwriting sessions, I, I, I could literally go to one every single day. Like, just being around creative people and coming in with an idea and and Mm -hmm. thinking that the idea is going to go this way. And then those two other creatives in the room say, let's take it this way. Complete 180. It's amazing. That's the beauty of the process. I imagine it's so fun too, because there are a lot of songwriters in Nashville that are writing five times a week and writing somewhat serious or maybe like, you know, songs for commercial country, which is a, a different formula than going in there and you come in and say, Hey, I have this idea. I want us to be sort of, free-spirited and fun with this narrative and i bet it's a really enjoyable process for them too that's what they keep saying and i I mean i'm happy to provide that but i I just oh my god i mean like dude i i have like got the bug like i am bit hard like we have a song right tomorrow with um matt mckinney and trey lewis and it's our second right with them and like i wish it was like literally tonight because i I mean i just it's so much fun like 
when we wrote Road Hard, it was a bunch of women, which mm -hmm. is hilarious. Who did you write it with? We wrote it with May Estes, yeah. um, Marty Dodson, um, Alex Klein, myself, mm -hmm. my wife, Mandy Kai, and another artist, Harper Gray. We wrote it with yeah. six or seven women. Uh, but we started the songwriting session, and I said, I really want to write a song about this old saying my dad used to say about boats and cars. Mm -hmm. rode hard and put up wet and i was like and i want to write it about a woman and they were like mm, i don't think we should write it about a woman let's write it with some innuendos where it sounds like it's sexual but it's really just talking about a boat and that was my wife's idea to do that so like hmm. she doesn't even song write, and i'm like she's she's got the bug now like she's yeah. it's just so fun i feel like if you're creative not saying that we're professional songwriters by any means but if you're creative like you can add value to a song, right? Absolutely. How I'm curious uh, as a, as somebody that has a jam packed schedule now, because you're writing songs, you're recording songs, which we'll talk a little more about. And you're of course still making your skits and, and your posts across social media. Like what's your typical day? Like <laughs> you must not sleep much. <laughs> oh man. It's, uh, it's definitely heated up before all this. It was just wake up and have a cup of coffee and think about what you wanted to post on social media. Mm -hmm. Now it's writing a comedy show because we're going to be touring next year for a one-woman comedy show. So it's a, it's a lot of, you know, picking out and cherry-picking the perfect things for that and having dedicated time to do that while also mm -hmm. thinking about how to continue to grow my social media and give my loyal fans what they want. Um, and then also think of song ideas. But yeah, my typical day looks like get up pretty early, go through my emails, sit down for like two hours and try to be creative on either my comedy show or my social media, maybe go to a song right that day and um, finish the day with actually filming content for my socials. Cause at the end of the day, social media is what got me to this point. So, um, you know, I, I never want to get to a place to where I just abandon it. I always want to continue to grow. And it, it's also a beautiful thing cause it, it really inspires me in other ways when I'm creating content for social media, it's helping me think of content for songwriting and my comedy show as well. That's great that you can tie your social following and all those posts into what you're doing in the uh, morning with, you know, Matt or Trey and writing a song. Do you, how do you deal with, uh, you know, social media can be also a very hostile place. Uh, and yeah. I know that you're, you're brilliant at what you do, but like anyone, when you get, you know, popular and a lot of, a lot of people following you, there's a lot of hate comments. Like how do you deal with the hate on social media? Man, it's funny you asked me that about four weeks ago when stuff started to like, when my song came out and whatnot, um, there was so much amazing support. But when things start to go viral or people like tons of eyes get on it, it's just like you said, it's more opportunity for mean things. And I went through like a two week spiral where I just freaking hated social media because mm -hmm. I was just like... It seemed like every other comment was just critiquing either my music or my comedy or me being a woman in comedy or me being a gay woman, you know, and it's just like it gets overwhelming. But I think when that happens, I have to like pull back and completely I'm sure some people are different, but I have to like completely take like a couple days away from it just to let my brain like get back on the good things. I'll read a book like a self-help book to like. Mm -hmm by some of my favorite authors like Tony Robbins and just get my brain going back towards good energy. So that right. and also like as cliche as it sounds, but like having conversations with like a good friend saying like, dude, I'm heavy today. 
you know, and trying to work through that with some good friends and just being honest. I think too many times before I was not, I was not honest or authentic and I just tried to power through like the bad stuff. But now like finding that one good friend or that one or two good friends and being able to like go out for coffee and have a, a meaningful conversation about it. I'm so happy you said that because in Nashville, we're surrounded by so many creative people that are trying to do very similar things. We're all busting our ass on social media, writing songs, posting. It gets so overwhelming. And sometimes like the luck of the draw just doesn't go your way. Or sometimes you have a moment and then a bunch of people come and they're like backlashing at you and hating on you. And right. I think like anyone that wakes up every single day and says like, oh yeah, I'm great. I'm fine in this kind of industry. Like that's a that's just a lie, you it, know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that we do have those real conversations. I think, um, you know, finding finding um you know sympathy with other other peers and friends that are in the space is like there needs to be more of that so totally um it also you know. builds stronger friendships too when you sure. can talk about things that are actually more meaningful than just work you know 100 percent. does your uh, you mentioned um your wife yeah uh, she's not a songwriter is she also in a, a social media um you create her uh, as well or yeah. she what is what does she do yeah so she's a full-time influencer so she's mm -hmm. um she's a lot of like lifestyle so she's going to share like her favorite things on social media um she's also just like a really like uplifting person on social media that's kind of her brand um is just to like provide like a pocket of your day that's positive you know but right. um she works with a lot of brands that are revolved around lifestyle, around fashion, around being a dog mom, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of home decor and stuff like that. And so it's really cool. We get to work at home together pretty much like all day long. As long as I'm there working, she's there working. And like, I think a lot of times we, we take that for granted because there's so many couples, you know, that have to split up at nine o'clock in the morning and go their separate ways. But we get to enjoy a lot of the things in life right beside each other that's amazing what kind of dog do you guys have we have a sheep a doodle you have a sheep a doodle <laughs> he's a sheep dog mixed with poodle oh my god yeah. how, how big is it, a sheep a doodle he, well he's mini so he's like 40 pounds but we were walking him the other day and this uh this really sweet lady she walks up and she goes oh my god what kind of dog is he and i was like he's a sheep a doodle and she goes oh, i had no idea you could breed sheeps and dogs and i went <laughs> I said, mm-hmm, it's crazy what you can do. I was like, I can't even bust her bubble. I'm not even going to tell her that we did not freaking breed a sheep <laughs> with a dog. Some people, man. <laughs> I, like, Mandy and I were so taken back. I think we walked just com in complete silence for like three blocks. That's one of those moments where you just, you're you're just in complete shock. What did you just say? You can't do anything. You just <gasps> move on. I was like, and we're done. Something was in her coffee. That's all I'm saying. Totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, that, that's amazing. Do you, do you and your wife? Um, how do you guys balance your personal relationship with both of you guys being so active on social media? Are you willing to share a lot of those intimate moments of your relationship, or are you kind of, um, you know, more private about that? You know, it's funny you ask that because we were just having this conversation last night. Is as my career is growing, we've felt the urge to pull back from sharing every little detail. Like when we were both just social media creators, it was really fun to share, you know, just everything, our, our home projects, uh, you know, redoing our bathroom or the trips we're going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, and now it's starting to feel like we have nothing left for us. Like it, it, it really does feel like, um, we're in a space to where we need to keep some of that for us. 
some of that stuff just completely private and um, and not have to share everything. So I think having those conversations about boundaries, like how are you feeling about it? How are you feeling about it? And like being able to just have open conversation um, is really how we work through it. Um, but like another thing is just always checking in with the other person before I post a video, if she's in it, before she posts a video that I'm in and just like, are you cool with this? You know, because as creators in the same household, a lot of times she's in my videos and I'm in hers. So just out of courtesy and out of respect, we're always like making sure that the content we're creating is cool with the other one. Absolutely. I think it's important that you find those boundaries and you don't have to share everything about your life, despite the fact that Every Janae Hayes fan might want to know every minute of what's going on, but I think that's very important. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back on the 615 House Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
What is up, guys? We're back at the 615 House Podcast. Chris here with Danae. It's been so great chatting with you. We've talked a little bit about her start, where you're heading with your comedic skits and your music, which I am so excited to hear. I think, are you working on an album? Yeah, full album, dude. Like, it's it's going to be, it's going to be a... I would say at least, at least 12 songs. Yeah. That's amazing. How many songs have you recorded so far? (sighs) Right now, I think we've written, God, I think 11 maybe. Um, But I'd like to get to like the 30 mark so I can really get in there. Narrow in. Yeah. Just like we went to the lake this weekend with um, eight of our best friends, four guys, four girls, and they're, they're all married to each other. And I had the the luxury of driving the boys down to the lake and my wife Mandy, she drove the girls. So I used that time like to play some demos. And um some of the songs are actually written from a straight perspective and other songs are written from a gay perspective. Cause I want the album to be universal. I don't want it to be like some gay anthem where only uh gay people can like jam out to it. Like I want I want the song to be able to like really resonate with a lot of people. So we mm-hmm. wrote this song. And it is a straight boys anthem if I've ever heard one. So I played it for him. And I was like, man, I hope this goes well. Cause like, I really love this song. Like, please, please pass the test. And okay. they were just like laughing their ass off the whole time. So that's a good sign. That's a good sign. So that's be, a keeper. That's a keeper. So it'd be nice to, you know, write more songs and kind of play them for some of my friends and see how they jive with them. That's great. What's um, the name of that song? Can you reveal that? Or? Yeah, that one is called, um, all it takes. All it takes. I love that. And you have another. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, yeah. but you told me about another song. Yeah. In LA called, uh, I think it's called Homo Depot. Homo Depot. Can you share a little bit of the yeah. backstory behind? I don't want to give it away no, for no, anyone, no. but I just think this is brilliant. Yeah. So Homo Depot, we were uh, remodeling our house and we were taking so many trips to and from Home Depot and Lowe's. And uh, about the third time we walked in there, I looked at my wife and I was like, damn, baby, this is like the Tinder for lesbians. And she was like, you ain't lying. I was like, if you were in the closet or you were looking for a partner and you were a gay woman, go to Lowe's or go to Home Depot because chances are you got to find one. Right. Who needs a gay bar? Just go to Home Depot. (laughs) Literally. So uh, we actually wrote that song with Terry Clark, um, which was really cool. She... um, she came out last year, um, and so it was really cool to like write with an l- absolute living legend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the song, I'm really excited about that one. That's it's, awesome. It's got a really fun, upbeat feel to it. So yeah, and who are you using as a producer on these records? Alex Klein. Alex Klein, that's amazing. Shout out to you, Alex Klein. It's great. Well, I've, I mean, even of the stuff that that's well, the song that's out, and and some of the stuff that I've heard, like the production's so great, the instrumentation's great. Your voice is great too, Thank you. and Thank it's you. it's a perfect blend of like what you hear in commercial country right. music with this brilliant and clever storytelling that kind of keeps you like on the edge of your seat. Thanks, man. Um, and so I'm so excited that you're doing this. And I, you also mentioned that you're going on a comedy tour next year. Are is this? Are you intertwining like this yeah. music on the tour? What what's kind of the plan for this this comedy tour? Yeah, so this comedy tour is going to be a one-woman show. It's going to be me from the beginning to the end, integrating a lot of characters that uh, have become beloved on my social media, um, telling stories. And really, every single song that we have written so far has a truth to the story. So there's something that has happened in my life for us to write that song. Mm -hmm. And in the show, it'll be me telling a story 
and then going right into song to sing the story or sing the song that that it was you know from that story right so that's gonna be see i don't know anyone else doing something like that i think it's very unique i mean you know it's, it's it wasn't it was one of those things where it wasn't like what is nobody else doing it was more of just like this is how my comedy resonates with me the most because i'm not a stand-up comic mm-hmm. i uh, i always say i hate stand-up comp like not hate it to consume it i hate doing it i've done stand-up it's one of the hardest things ever yeah 100 and the way that my humor is i have to set it up with storytelling with sketches it's it's just more uh, it's hard to explain but it's there's there's more involved with it and i've tried the other way and kudos to stand-up comics because you're right truly the hardest piece of art in my opinion out there i mean if you told me to stand on stage and my task was hey you have five minutes just make me laugh I would freeze. I mean, I would legitimately pee my pants. Yeah, I, it's some people are just have that natural itch and inkling to be funny, right? Cause they're rolling off the crowd and the jokes. And you know, if of course there's some, some scripted stuff there, but it's a very, very beautiful form of art. But in this sort of on this other side too, I feel like your style, it's still very strategic and very planned. I mean, you have to think about how you're intertwining these songs with, you know, talking about them on stage and making sure the flow of the show right. goes well. I mean, it takes a lot of hours to to plan this as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you're always reworking and revising this totally. stuff. Totally. I've been really blessed, though. My wife, even though she's from California, she gets the Southern culture so well. Mm-hmm. She lived down in Alabama with me. And so she got to see it firsthand where I grew up. And so I've been really lucky that... Um, it's myself, my wife, and an artist here in town. Her name's Harper Gray. She's also from Alabama. So she really gets the Southern culture. We're writing this show together. And um, I, I know for a fact I couldn't do it by myself. Like my delivery, yeah. I know that my God blessed me with a good delivery. But, but when it comes to setting it all up, like that's not my forte as far as like making sure I'm in this spot and then I have to give myself enough time to get to this spot and get backstage to change clothes for my new character, you know? So right. I just like the delivery. I just want to tell the jokes and they're helping me fine tune it and put it all together. Right. I can't wait for this. This is going to be oh, amazing. Oh man, you have to be front row. I will. If it's a Nashville show, I'm there. Well, hell, if it's any show, you know, I'm, you know, I'm willing to make the trip we'll up, make it you know, we'll get, we'll get the crew out there. Um, you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times, but, um, you know, you are, you are gay and, in a creative industry, um, you know, obviously I know you're from, from the South and when you build a following sometimes it isn't always the easiest thing to, you know, either come out or, um, right. you know, or express your political beliefs or whatever it might be, because like you said, there's a lot of backlash. I mean, how is that, how's the process been for you? Um, Oh man, I, uh, I, I couldn't have started this version of me, you know, five years ago, like I, I had to get to a good, healthy, healthy space because um, I've lost, you know, the relationship with my mom because of being gay. I, I haven't talked to her in almost, well, six, almost seven years. When, when you came out, you yeah. stopped talking to your mom. Yeah, it was just one of those things where she didn't accept me for for being in a relationship with uh, with Mandy, and wow. I, I tried to I tried to play both sides. I tried to be a good partner to Mandy, but also like hide and keep that a secret so that my mom, you know, wouldn't be ashamed of me and. Eventually, all that ends up doing is hurting me. My self-worth was absolutely trash. Yeah. Because I'm trying to placate two different people that mean a ton to me. Sure. Um, Hard. I mean, you can't win that game. No, yeah. you can't. And so I set some healthy boundaries. And unfortunately, those boundaries have yet to be met. But mm-hmm. I have an amazing relationship with my father. My dad is like the the greatest man on earth as long as, as far as I'm concerned. But um, 
No, five years ago, I was not in a good mental space. I was I was worried about what other people thought of me. I had so much shame because of my sexuality. And uh, my sexuality was always the forefront of my brain. It was the reason why I didn't have a relationship with my mom. It was the reason why I, X, Y, and Z. And now I just hope that when people hang out with me, like they don't leave saying, man, that gay girl's super, super cool. You know, like I want them to be like, Danae's yeah. super cool. I never want my sexuality to be my identity. Sure. I never want it to be the first thing that you say about me. I want you to befriend me. And then you casually find out I have a wife and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make a difference. I think it's, I think it is a part of your identity. You just don't want it to be the defining part. Exactly. You know, to your point, Danae's super cool. She's a great comedian. Right. That's all there needs to be said. Right. Right. And as you get to know her and let, you know, sure, that's a part of you. Just like, you know, you have other passions and interests and all this other stuff. But to your point, I, you know, going into the entertainment sector as a, a a person that's that's gay, I have yet to like no shit. I have yet to experience any type of hate or prejudice in this town. It's been beautiful. Now, granted, there could be conversations happening behind my back that I'm not aware of, but uh, to my face, anything that I've wanted to accomplish, um, like I'm getting ready to sign a record deal. And congratulations, thank that's you, amazing. Thank you. So, like, like. Big things that I've wanted for a long time, I have like willed them to happen, and I have I have not allowed my sexuality to dictate whether or not I can have. You know, I just I don't use it as an excuse. I, I don't. I never play the victim card. Um, and and again, there could be conversations happening behind my back in this town that I'm a, unaware of, but it hasn't affected the outcome yet. Right. And I just want you know the younger people that are maybe watching this. Maybe they're different, whether it be their sexuality or the type of family they come from or their family grew up really poor, whatever it looks like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you want, your your path to that could be a little longer than others. It definitely could be harder. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that every tool that that you need to succeed, God's already given it to you. You just got to be able to put the bullshit aside and, and go after things that you want. And maybe that's me being simple-minded, but it's worked for me. <laughs> I, I like that. That's wise words right there. It's simple, but wise. I, I, you know, I think to your point, too, I think Nashville, shout out Nashville, Amen. by the way, because I think Nashville has come a very long way. I think we as a society have come a long way. I agree. Um, and, you know, I'm not one to always express political beliefs on you know podcasts, things like this, but I will say for a long time, I felt like there was not a lot of gay people in country music. Yeah. And I still think in country music it's you know definitely underrepresented but lately you know there have been some artists that have been vocal about you know their sexuality and i feel like uh, even just in nashville when you're in the trenches of the writing community and the recording community like people really do uh you know welcome and accept people oh, and it, yeah. you know and, and, and to your point yeah i'm sure there's conversations we don't oh, know sure. about. but it's like i do i do really feel like there's a, a a new you know a new level of of acceptance and um like to your point. Well, also, like, like if you're a good person, like people yeah, want to be around person. good people. You know what right. I mean? Like be a good person. People want to be around you. Sure. And and if you know, and in, in the case of you, you're a creative. Like you have some amazing talents to bring to the table. Thanks, and like I want to write with you. Like I let's go. That. You let's know? go. Let, let's uh, get that on the books. Let's get it on the books. Be good. I'll uh, you know, I I, I would love to be a part of this uh, this amazing uh, comedy music album that you have. This tour. Um, 
I'm so excited for you. Before we wrap up, we do have to play one game. Uh, our friends at Ariat are one of the sponsors on this podcast, and we do this little game. It's uh, 60 Seconds uh, Hot Seat. So we're going to put 60 right. seconds on the clock. It is oh. rapid fire questions presented by Ariat. Are you ready to go tonight? Let's get it done, man. Here we go. 60 seconds. Three, two, one. Let's go. One comedian that you could go on tour with. Cat mm, Williams. Cat Williams. What is your go-to karaoke song? Delta Dawn. Delta Dawn. I love that. Great choice. Are you a cowboy hat or cowgirl hat or baseball cap? Baseball. Got to be baseball. Okay. Uh, are you talker, talker or texter? Talker. Favorite fast food place? McDonald's. That was so quick. Oh, my God. You're, you're freaking me Dude, out. <laughs> I love McDonald's. Um, what is a dream venue for you to play? The Ryman. The Ryman Auditorium. There you go. And uh, what's your favorite liquor? Jack Daniels. I'm very simple. Diet Coke, Jack Daniels, throw a little cherry in there. Call it a day. That is a woman who knows what she wants. <laughs> Look at that. One place that you have not been to that you want to travel to. Australia. Australia. There you go. And last question. How many days a week would you say you're wearing cowgirl boots versus sneakers? Zero. Only sneakers. You got them nice kicks on. I can tell. Look at that. That was 60 seconds presented by Eric. I have to say, you are very fast with it. That was amazing. I am a girl that knows what she wants, y'all. <laughs> Incredible. Um, what? Anything else that we missed, uh, Danae? Anything else you want to tell the lovely people here on this podcast? Dude, I got to tell you something. What's that? Smooth as butter, man. Like you, like. Oh, stop! I, I, I Venmo her. No, before I'm this. serious. Like fast, quick. You knew your stuff. Like smooth as butter. That was awesome. Well, that was a you. very enjoyable podcast to be a part of. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I will say one of my favorite things about doing this is because I have spent a lot of time in the industry recording content online or writing songs online. This is a chance for me to get to know people a little bit better, get to hear their story. And these kind of conversations, I don't think I have enough with um, yeah. with people that I care about in Nashville. And so it's really cool to bring people like yourself on that I think are doing amazing things. Thanks. And well, of course, I'm always following on Instagram or TikTok, um, you know, getting to, to really talk and learn more about you um, is really what makes it rewarding for me. Appreciate so that. Uh, guys, Danae Hayes on the 615 house podcast y'all check out her new music check out her comedy tour that is coming up and make sure you are following her on socials because she is a one of a kind uh, appreciate that thanks for hanging infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. 
chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.